From the Tulsa world, this is the OU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here are your hosts, Eric Bailey and Mason Young. Oklahoma wins 50-20, to 20, big, impressive score, 30-point win for the Sooners, but it wasn't that easy early. Uh, Oklahoma scores 29 uninsured points. Had to do some math there, Mason. But 50 to 20 sets up a big OU Texas week. Uh, two 5 0 teams, uh, just like everyone hoped for. Two undefeated teams could be a top 10 matchup, uh, but they had to work hard to get this win. What do you think, Mason? Yeah, right. You, you talk, I mean, obviously, OU got off to a good start. Billy Bowman's 44 yard pick six on the third play of the game puts them up seven to zero. But, you know, they were tested. There was some adversity in that first and second quarter where, uh, Iowa State broke a couple big plays, had a 51-yard touchdown and 68-yard touchdown, and it was off of, you know, just just complete mistakes in coverage. Key Lawrence was in position to to make the play on the first touchdown and kind of hesitated, and the guy got by him. And then on the second one, uh, you know, Billy Bowman and Gentry Williams ran into each other, and the guy got by him. Uh, So I think we mentioned this earlier when we did our post-game wrap from the field, but you almost got kind of concerned for a little bit of, like, Oh no! Is this a callback to the Alex Grinch era, just where the defense is gonna is gonna just implode all of a sudden once they face a, a capable offense? And uh, they turned it around. They completely righted the ship. And I can't remember what the stat you gave earlier was, but it was something like they had. I think they had under 100 yards uh, from a certain point on to to the end of the game. So um, OU's defense uh, definitely stepped up after some mistakes early. Oklahoma gave up a 67-yard touchdown throw and a 51-yard touchdown throw but to Iowa State. Uh, first play of the second quarter was the 67-yard touchdown throw. Two longest plays that Oklahoma's allowed in five games this season made it 21-17, and then a 48-yard field goal made it 21-20. Uh, after they made it 21-20, OU only allowed Iowa State 88 total yards of offense. Uh, really buckled down, set up. Uh, really made some adjustments. I guess that was the big thing that impressed me the most about this defense. This is really the first time all season they'd been stressed. The 20 points that Iowa State had scored with 9.06 remaining in the in the first half is the most any team has scored against Oklahoma all year. Uh, you know, and that was after 20 minutes of football. So that that was pretty uh, a pretty amazing stat, and that really tells you how well Oklahoma's played defense all year up to that point. Uh, so I was really impressed with the way Oklahoma was able to buckle down uh, in this football game. Uh, and it wasn't just the defense that made big plays. It was special teams. Uh, what about Billy Bowman? Not Billy Bowman. I'm getting my Bowman's mixed up. Peyton Bowen, the true freshman. Big time uh, pump block, his second pump block of the season. Big play by the the, the true freshman. Yeah, absolutely. His uh, You mentioned his second one. He had one against SMU as well. And uh you know, it, the the funny ending to that was he blocks it and then Trace Ford tries to corral it and, and accidentally knocks it out the back of the end zone. So it's a safety. And talking to Trace after the game, he actually said, um, you know, honestly, that was a pretty high football IQ uh, move, in my opinion, because what he was thinking was uh, I'll knock it out and then we'll uh, go get a touchdown and then it'll be nine points instead of seven. Uh, oh, you ended up with a field goal. Uh, so his, his logic – uh, didn't exactly come to pass, but thought that was funny. And uh, yeah, you know, they, they still turned it into five points, which I mean, I guess you'd rather have seven, but you got something out of it. And 
the fact that you see a five-star freshman continue to sign on special teams and make an impact wherever he can uh, is, is good to see. When we look at the quarterback situation, Dylan Gabriel, just another outstanding game by the fifth-year senior, 26-39 for 366 yards, three more touchdowns, first 300-yard passer against Iowa State in 20 games. This is an Iowa State defense coming in. Uh, Brent Venables talked about it. Just They really were the gold standard for defenses in the Big 12. This is And Dylan Gabriel was really impressive with the way he was able to really throw the ball at will against this this Iowa State defense. He had uh, four passes for 39 or more yards. He had the 39-yard touchdown pass to Nick Anderson, had a 54-yard throw to Brennan Thompson, who made his Oklahoma debut uh, speechster uh, just in good timing with being Texas week. The Texas transfer had the 54-yard catch. Uh, Gabriel had a 49-yard throw to to Jalil Farouk, and then had an impressive 40-yard, 41-yard touchdown pass to Jaden Gibson. More impressive than the pass was just the athletic play by Gibson to, to dodge uh, one tackler, make a 360 spin, and score a touchdown. Uh, but four passes for more than 39 yards uh, against an Iowa State defense that really uh, thrives on not allowing the big play. And uh, Dylan Gabriel, he really is playing at a different level right now. Uh, and, and, and the momentum that he has right now going into uh, – uh, Texas week is huge. He's playing with a little bit of swagger as well. Right. The The cr- critique going into this game was that last year against Iowa State, Dylan Gabriel had the lowest passing yardage of any full game in his OU career. And you kind of expected it would be in the same thing this time that OU would have to really unleash its run game to be able to win this game. And it was the complete opposite. He pretty much just threw at will on this defense all night, even as good as their secondary has been. Uh, and yeah, he just, even on the nights where he's less perhaps efficient than he's been at other times this season, he's still just making the right decisions at the right times. And I think also you've got a receiver group where there's a lot of trust that they're making plays on the ball. Um, even if he underthrows or it's maybe not quite right there, there's just a lot of things clicking right now. I think he's a lot better than last year. I think the receivers are a lot better than last year. Uh, the connection between them. And as you mentioned, it's huge that all this is coming together and continuing to be successful on the offensive side of the ball going into this Texas game where he did not play last year because of a concussion. They got beat 49 to zero. They practically ran the wishbone with a tight end at quarterback and showed no signs of being a competent offense whatsoever, really at any point in this, in that game. So it's huge that, they're going to have a quarterback who's who's playing like one of the top 10, 15 quarterbacks in the country going into this game. They're going to need Dylan Gabriel's absolute best to be able to hang with Texas and Dallas. Well, we were wondering who the running back was going to be. It looked like Mark. it was Marcus Major today. And uh, Marcus Major, of course, uh, had first, you know, real early in the game, the 18-yard run, uh, Oklahoma – uh, 19 carries uh, for Marcus Major looked looked really good. We didn't see Javante Barnes for, for the second game in a row, and we finally got a little bit of clarity on that too. Uh, what was the word that Brent Venables used? He's in a little funky situation. Was that he used the word funky, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he did. Was it the surgery? He said the spring. So he still hasn't came gotten well from the surgery. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's kind of what I gathered. He mentioned the surgery, and then I kind of did a double take, and I was like, is that? 
is that it or but yeah i mean i think i guess i kind of think since brent venables brought up the surgery it's related to the the corrected foot surgery that he had from a foot injury that he had in high school that had been nagging him for a while so i mean obviously that's not good you know he was ou's next best best guy last year behind eric gray and honestly expected you know really big things from him this season and it just hasn't played out yeah so uh, going into Texas, we'll see if Mark's major still the guy coming into the Texas game. We'll see what that happens. But Brennan Thompson, uh, we talked about him a little earlier. Uh, got to talk to him for the first time. Uh, it was an ankle injury. We were wondering what kept him sidelines. He was cleared to play for the first time earlier this week. Came in, made his presence felt early. Uh, was anxious to get the ball in his hands and talk about uh, an opportune time to come back. He gets to play his former teammates. He was on the winning side of the 49-0 game. Uh, had you know, and he got to got the ball thrown his way. And I think he had more receptions today than he did in his whole Texas career. Is that correct? Uh, he had two catches today for 62 yards. I think he had one catch in his Texas career for 39 yards. So he doubled his his out his output in one game at Oklahoma than he did at Texas. Just gives Dylan Gabriel another weapon too because. That's what Dylan Gabriel said in the postgame today. That's what he brings to the offense is speed, and it's just another weapon at uh, Dylan's disposal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we'll see it, but can you imagine trying to cover Jalil Farouk, Andrew Anthony, and Brennan Thompson on the field at the same time? That's three just absurdly fast guys, and given you know what their sizes are, I don't know if, if that's a set that we're ever going to see at any point this season. I think Farouk's the biggest guy in that set at like 6'3", and obviously OU has – Gibson and Anderson that are a couple bigger, more physical receivers, uh, but just just blazing speed. I mean, he got upfield real, real fast on that play and then was able to come back, uh, shake the two guys that were covering him and, and come back to make a play on an overthrown ball. And yeah, it, it'll be it'll be really fun to see, uh, you know, if they draw one up for him, how they get him involved next week. I got to think uh, scoring a touchdown in the Cotton Bowl against Texas, who didn't play you uh, uh, when you were there, who who didn't really give you much of an opportunity, would be a, a pretty special uh, way to kind of uh, put a mark on the first season of your Oklahoma career. And one player, one wide receiver we haven't brought up yet was uh, Nick Anderson. He caught another touchdown pass today. All Nick Anderson does is catch touchdowns, it seems like. Caught another one. He has 10 catches this season, five of them for touchdowns. He's caught 10 passes for uh, 279 yards, which means his average catch is 27.9 yards. Man, what a stat line. Uh, you're, you're looking at a guy, uh, I'm, I'm already, I'm already going to say freshman All-American. Uh, he's, he's having some crazy, crazy numbers. So, uh, and again, we wondered going into the season who we're going to make, who was going to make plays at the wide receiver position. There's plenty of players making plays at wide receiver. So, uh, and, and it's making Dylan Gabriel a happy quarterback. I've been, I've been impressed with what these wide receivers were able to do. Uh, yeah. well, we all look like fools, don't we? We, like <laughs> we went into the season thinking none of these wide receivers were any good and they're all really good. Well, Mason, going into this week, it looked like both teams might have been looking ahead to Saturday uh, when we look at the Texas game. Texas was only up, what, 13-7 to at halftime over Kansas before really pulling away for, I think it was 41-14 down in Austin. Oklahoma was up 21-20 in the second quarter before pulling away for a 50-20 to win. 
both teams with uh, commanding wins. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this week. I think there'll be a lot of storylines. Everyone's going to remember 49-0 last year. Uh, everyone's going to be quick to remind that Dylan Gabriel didn't play last year. Uh, both defenses are playing outstanding this year. Uh, but I think this is going to be a game where the quarterbacks are going to win the game. There's two outstanding quarterbacks on both teams. Uh, and these, this game isn't only going to have Big 12 conference implications. It really has national championship implications because both teams – they're not only looking at league titles, they're looking at, you know, college football playoff implications. So I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens. And it's been since 2011, since both these teams have entered this game undefeated. And, you know, when I was going back doing research, I didn't realize it's been that long since both teams have been undefeated. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild to think about it. I think it's also, I think going back to 2008, right? First time that they're both coming in 5-0 and uh, exactly, specifically. Um, yeah, I mean, you just it feels like higher stakes than the OU Texas we've had in a while. You talk about the national implications, but also, you know, Quinn Ewers and uh, Dylan Gabriel's performance in this game probably um, dictates, you know, what their Heisman odds look like moving forward afterward. And uh, you also think about Danny Stutzman going into this game, what a good performance in this game might do for his odds in, in some of those national defensive awards, like the butt kiss and, and, uh, you know, if he keeps up the tear he's been on, maybe even, you know, the Nagurski or or the uh, the, the Bednarik or something like that. So uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be very, a very, very exciting game. ABC's showing it. College game day is going to be there. The State Fair of Texas will be rocking as always. And uh, it's it's going to be a good a good one to be at. Danny Stetsman with uh, really normal numbers, I guess. He still had a team high six tackles. Uh, only one tackle for a loss. He uh, did have one key pass breakup. Came off the field uh, uh, with a with a hurt shoulder. Looked like he had a stinger. Brent Venables was asked after the game what his status was, and uh, Brent kind of just said he's fine. Danny did come into the uh, post game interview room. They wouldn't have let him if he was anything serious. So everything looks fine with Danny. Uh, why don't you let everyone know about uh, one player that? Uh, Brent did give us a status report on a season-ending injury. Yeah, we I guess Mark Helfrick had mentioned on the Fox Sports 1 broadcast during the game that Brent Venables had told him during the week that Justin Harrington had had season-ending surgery. And so uh, Venables confirmed after the game that, yeah, Justin Harrington had ACL surgery on Thursday and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. You hate it for Harrington because obviously the the feel good story was finally coming together last year. There was so much hype about what he was going to be capable of, and it didn't play out. And this year, going in, you kind of thought the same thing. But through the first couple of games, he was making it happen. He won the starting cheetah job in camp, battling uh, Desan McCullough, who's a really talented Indiana transfer. And he started there the first two games, and then he tweaked his knee against SMU and. Um, has been out ever since and they've been evaluating his options and it sounded like surgery was the best route. So Brent Venables did say that uh, Harrington's going to try to get another year of eligibility and come back next season. Um, obviously that's something that's more of an off season thing. That's, you know, probably a ways down the road, but you know, you hate it for Harrington, you feel bad for him and, and hopefully he can get that extra year of eligibility and come back and make an impact for this OU defense next year. All right. Well, Oklahoma beats Iowa State 50 to 20. A big win for uh, the Sooners. Iowa State 
It's only the fourth time they've lost by more than 14 points since 2017. It's not something they're used to getting blown out like this. Again, first time they've given up more than 300 yards passing uh, since uh, since 2021, I believe. Uh, first time in uh, 20 games they've done that. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, 366 yards, three touchdown passes. Billy Bowman, 44-yard interception return for a touchdown. Uh, just a big game overall. Uh, uh, so uh, big week, OU Texas. Looking forward to it. Mason and I will have a lot of coverage. Uh, they can't go long. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be it's going to be hype all week long. I'm looking forward to it. So keep up with Mason and I as we get all your coverage on the TulsaWorld.com. We'll be doing a midweek podcast, of course. We'll, we'll look at all the coverage from, from the media availability with the players post-practice on Monday and Tuesday. We'll meet with Brent Venables as well on Tuesday afternoon. Keep up with everything on TulsaWorld.com. Look forward to your, uh, listening to our podcast as well on Google, Spotify, as well as Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.